From Russia, I saw the awakening spread to many European countries. Then I saw an all-out awakening, followed by the coming of Christ. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining the podcast. My name is Jacob. You're listening to Revival or Bust, the show about the coming restoration of the church and the end of the age. Now, before we get started into this, I have a question for you guys. How do you think this is all going to wrap up? Everything that's going on in the world today. I guess I could say, how do you think that the end of the age is going to wrap up? Do you think it's going to be some World War III or a disaster or a famine or something? It might be even something coming out of the sky. Who knows? I'm not going to propose to you that I know what's going to happen like some might. Uh, I don't think we really do know, but there is something that I can tell you for assuredly that Jesus said would happen right before the end comes. And he said that in Matthew chapter 24 when he said that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end would come. So you could say he said it in plain Aramaic or English, whichever, that that's what we're going to see right before the end comes. So no matter what comes, no matter what the days ahead bring, this I can promise to you that God is going to do his mightiest work in our time. So remember, we're not waiting for a disaster. We're waiting for the master, amen, because he is going to fulfill his church and everything that he has created it to be. And that's what we're all expecting. And that's what we're all looking forward to, amen. And I wanted to read you guys a prophecy that was given by Charles Capps in 1977. He said, the Lord said through him, I say unto you, I will reveal myself in a manner in those days that men have not known. The nations of the world will stand in awe at that which shall come forth from me. They will find themselves in dire need, and they will come up against problems for which there is no answer in the world system. And see, the church has to be the place where they find the answer. And that's not going to happen if we're a defeated, broken church. We may see times of tribulation. We may see times of trouble. But as Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he said, Endure hardships, fulfill your ministry. And we're going to fulfill everything that God has called us to be and to do. And there is coming a time where people are going to run up against problems they don't have answers for in the world. They're going to look and they're not going to find it there, but they're going to find it with us. Amen. And I want to give you guys a recap of what we talked about last time that you were with us. This is a part two to what we had been discussing concerning the coming restoration of the church. We read about this coming restoration in the book of James, where he talked about the early and latter rains. We're expecting God to pour out his spirit in this time in a way that we have never seen before. I've heard prophecies since I was a child talking about how it was going to be a combination of all of all revivals that we have seen in the past of miracles of healings, signs and wonders, prophecies, and all of these things. And these are wonderful things to see, but we got to remember, revival doesn't come to tickle our fancy. Revival doesn't happen because we wanted it to. Revival comes because it is necessary, because it is needed, because as the Lord said through Charles Capps in 1977, that people have come up against problems that they have not found an answer in the world for. They're going to be looking for a place that has God inside of them. And that's where revival is needed. God will not will not feed anybody who is not hungry. And it's where the greatest needs are that we see God move the greatest. Amen. Now, 
Last week, I shared with you guys a prophecy that was given by Bob Jones, who is a prophet of God, who passed away just a few short years ago. And I want to give you a recap of that real quick right here. Uh, it'll be an end-time army of bringing one billion souls to the Lord, youth. A billion. And I saw this Russian army, this red army. I saw it go right in with the Muslims. And they begin to touch Muslim youth. You know, uh, they had the revelation. They knew what to do. And they weren't afraid. I mean, all, uh, all their life it seemed like they'd been in fear, but they were no longer in fear. And they were without number. The greatest awakening of all time will take place in Russia. Come on, come on, hallelujah. That's an exciting thing to hear. But now I have another question for you. So we see what's going on over there, Russia, Ukraine, even in China. We, we're hearing news right now that Russia is becoming more aligned with China. And yet we hear these prophecies, and there's some more I want to show you, concerning Russia. Now, if Bob Jones was the only person to have said something about Russia... I mean, as much as I respect him, I probably would have disregarded it. Honestly, I, I wouldn't really be making this a two-episode series uh, talking about this subject to kick off this, op this podcast. But he's not the only one that said anything about this. I started doing some more digging. I started doing some more research, and I wanted to know what all has God said concerning this. Because if this is true, if we're going to see this end-time revival that we've all heard about, that I've heard about all my life, starting in Russia... What, what else has God said? There had to have been someone else, and sure enough, there has been. There was a man by the name of Hudson Taylor who was a missionary to China back in the early 1900s, late 1800s, that had a vision from God. And I want you to check that out right here, right now. It was quite a meeting last night. Right in the middle of the message, the vision came. I know I stopped motionless for some time. I was not sure it really was the Lord. So when the vision stopped, I kept preaching. But then after some time, I saw the same vision again. I don't know how long I stopped the second time. I had to proclaim what I had seen. I have seen a vision. I saw a great war that will encompass the whole world. I saw this war recess and then start again, actually becoming two wars. God clearly revealed to Hudson Taylor World Wars I and II nearly 30 years in advance. In the vision, God gave him multiple verifiable events. I believe it was in part to establish validity and prepare us to believe the main point. After this, I saw much unrest and revolts that will affect many nations. God also gave indication to him of some of the numerous tensions and conflicts that have occurred since both world wars. We now know many specific places that revolts and unrest have arisen since the world wars. God was revealing major events as the world moved closer to the end of time as we know it. I saw in some places spiritual awakenings. The fires of revival awakenings have sprung up in numerous places around the world. We are currently seeing a growing number of cities, towns, regions that are in various stages of being transformed 
by the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe that all of the preliminary elements of the vision have taken place and we are awaiting the onset of the major element. Hudson then saw the fires of spiritual awakening descend and spread throughout all of Russia. In Russia, I saw that there will come a general, all-encompassing national spiritual awakening, so great that there could never be another like it. From Russia, I saw the awakening spread to many European countries. Then I saw an all-out awakening, followed by the coming of Christ. This is such a profound matter. Russia, I spoke openly what I saw and many heard. I will leave the matter in the Lord's hand. Hudson Taylor's work is done. The things he saw regarding Russia seemed hard to believe prior to the late 1900s. Notable events have occurred since, but now I am convinced more than ever that we are on the threshold of the climactic role of Russia and the final harvest of souls prior to Christ coming again. So that gives us three prophecies that I've shown you over the last two episodes, or three different prophets over the last two episodes that have had visions throughout the last century about what God's going to do specifically in Russia. And now we see what the stage is being set right now for that. So I asked you just a minute ago, what is it you think is going to happen? Well, here is what I predict. I predict we're going to see clearly an end to this war that's in Ukraine. I don't know to what degree, uh, but I do want to show you another prophecy concerning this war in Ukraine that was given by Kim Clement back in 2014. Now check this out. For God said, light shall shine from nations that are in obscurity now, from Ukraine, light shall shine and I will defend that nation and light shall shine says the Lord from Estonia and they shall say but they the troublemakers and I will take a little little childlike nation to bring to its knees Russia Estonia full of light the little one that shall rattle the big one. The little nation that will bring the stone to the head of Goliath. I prophesy. Life, light, victory, salvation. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Russia, my spirit has moved. Away for a small season. Your ambition has offended me, says the Lord. 
your ambition and your taste for power has offended me therefore I will teach you a lesson says the Lord Wow. Wow. Notice the dates on those. 2013, 2014. And he was prophesying all these things that we're seeing happen today. Uh, I, I predict this happening. And now this doesn't take a genius to look at. But obviously this conflict in Ukraine is going to end. And it's going to end bitterly. I don't propose to know how or to what direction it's going to end. But when this all does come to a close, um, be it a World War III, who knows? Be it, you know, a... a pittering out of this of this conflict we're going to find a country and a continent that is in desperate need for answers like we saw or we read with charles caps when he said that the world is going to come up against problems that they do not have answers for and we the church have to be that place that has the answers we have to be in prayer every day preparing ourselves to to take advantage of the times when they come and we are going to see that time come very, very quickly. It's when war countries are the most war-torn is when they're in the most desperate need for a savior. And we'll see the most miraculous things happening at those times. And so this is what I predict. This is what I see. Because already Ukraine has for long years been a real arbiter for the gospel into the East. And just like Kim Clement said that out of Ukraine shall come a light, shall come fire, uh, we're going to see this fire start, I believe, in Ukraine. It's going to spread into Russia and then to the rest of the world. And now I know a lot of people want it to happen in their own hometown. I get it. You want it to happen in America. That's kind of what we've always felt like that would happen. But that's really just patriotism talking there. You see, God responds to need, not to desire. He responds to need, not desire. And so where there is the greatest need, and we look here in America today, like just look, People don't need it. People don't need God. That's why we see such a sharp decline in church attendance and all of these things. Is because when you have a country where everything is going so great, where you know you got all the material needs that you could possibly want, why should I search? search for God. Why should I look for answers if I'm not in need of answers? Does that make sense? Right? And that's where revival takes place. But I believe that in the days ahead, we're going to see such trouble come upon the world, possibly caused by Russia and China. I'm not, again, not proposing I know or see a vision on these things. I'm just, you just look at the news and you can see what's coming about. But what's the church going to be ready to do? Because in that prophecy that Bob Jones gave, it's a 31-minute video. I recommend that you watch it all yourself. I, there's no way I could fit everything that's in there in one episode. Uh, but in that prophecy, he has another part where he talks about how the God mandates to him to tell the Western church needs to be putting all of their resources into sending missionaries into Russia and into Ukraine when this starts to happen. Like, it, all of our focus is supposed to be on that. Because we're going to see, as he said, a one billion soul harvest. One billion soul harvest. And I believe that that is going to be the harvest that Jesus was talking about in Matthew chapter 24 when he said that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world and then the end shall come. Now, some of you might be saying, well, why not two billion? Why not, why not all 7 billion of the population of this earth? 
Well, if you recall in scriptures, when Jesus talked about the sower who sows the word, he says that he sowed it on a pathway. He sowed it into the weeds, and then he sowed it on good ground. There was four different options given, but of those four, only one type of ground actually received the word and grew. So you could take extrapolate that as a percentage that only about one-fourth of the population of this earth is probably going to actually accept this gospel of the kingdom. That's unfortunate. But God is going to give every person in this earth an opportunity to either accept it or reject it. Every person, every people group, every nation is going to have that opportunity, not just to know what the gospel is, not just to understand that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and all that, but to have an actual encounter with God to where they can either say, yes, I believe it, or no, I refuse it. And you know, and I believe that when the blinders are taken off of a person's eyes and they see the light of the glorious gospel for themselves, how could you possibly say no to such a wonderful gift like that? But there is coming a day where everyone is to be given this opportunity. And I, for one, want to be not just a spectator in this. I want to be an instigator. I want to be one who is a part of this, not one who is shrinking back. I want to be in this with all that I got. And I encourage you to be that as well. Look, we've been given prophecy as to what is about to come. We can prepare ourselves. As I talked about in the last episode, buying the dip. Now maybe it may seem like a dry season, but it's always the recession before the wave. The, the, the waters of the sea always recede before the wave comes in. And I believe that's what we're about to see. And there's many reasons to believe that that's about to come. Because Jesus did give us many signs in uh, Matthew chapter 24. And in, it plainly said uh, that it's going to be a preaching of the gospel to all the world. But he also talked about how that we should look to the fig tree. You know, every generation that has ever been has thought that they were the last generation, every last one of them. They always thought that the culmination was going to be with them and that it was going to end with theirs, mostly because some great war was happening or because some plague or pestilence was coming. And Jesus said that you will see those things, but those aren't what we're supposed to be looking for. The signs we're supposed to be looking for is the preaching of the word to all the world as a testimony to all nations. And the other thing is to watch the fig tree. That's referring to Israel. And in 1947, we see Israel becoming a nation again, something that we would never have thought that that was ever going to happen again. This and many other reasons leads me to believe that we are actually on the brink, that this isn't just hyperbole. This isn't just me wanting it to be, but we're actually close to the end of this thing. Now, it could be 10 years from now. It could be 50 years from now. We don't know. But we need to be prepared ourselves in prayer for when this does come because we don't want to be caught unawares. You remember when Jesus spoke to his, his soon-to-be disciples and said, cast your net onto the other side of the boat. What had been happening? They've been going out all night. They've been fishing all night, casting their nets, casting their nets, and getting nothing. And I, I understand how that feels. For a long time, I've done street ministry. I've done door-to-door ministry. I've tried those things and maybe get one person out of it, and they don't stay long. And it seems frustrating. And I can understand that as a minister or as somebody who's preaching the gospel, that it seems like, man, we've been casting our nets all night. But when Jesus came and said, cast your net to the other side, they weren't ready for it. 
they were not ready for what was about to happen. They cast their nets, and the, the catch was so great that the nets began to break. Then they had to call to the other boats saying, come and help us. This wasn't for no reason. I believe this was a representation of what we will see in the end. Guys, there is coming a time where church doesn't matter. What I mean is denomination doesn't matter. Oh, you, you're the church right next door. We're in competition kind of a mentality. That's not going to matter because we're going to need every single person on board, literally, for this coming revival. And we're going to see it happening in the East. We're going to see it start there. Now, you may not feel like you're called to travel or to be a missionary, but you should be supporting those that are going and doing. And I want to give you guys an opportunity right now to support those that go and that do. There is a group that is uh, started that by a good friend of mine called the Yakar Project. I'll be putting information for their website in the description below. But they're a group that uh, uh, sends relief and funds specifically to the eastern countries and specifically Ukraine. They have a project right now where they're trying to purchase uh, facilities so that they can house refugee children. Winter is almost here, and it gets really rough in the wintertime, especially in that part of the world. And with these people that are displaced, they need somewhere to go. So they have a project going on right now called, I believe it's said Project Joy, where they're telling us that they're needing uh, finances, at least $10,000 right now, to be raised so that they can make a down payment on this facility. And if you're not one to go, you should be one to send. So I encourage you right now with everything that you have in your means and availability, support the call of God in this part of the world. We say things like Maranatha Jesus, come Lord Jesus, come. Well, this is how it happens. By the body of Christ working together, every ligament, every sinew working in tandem for the kingdom of God and for its purpose. And so with that, guys, I encourage you again, make yourself a part of the revival that's about to come. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Amen. And uh, I want to encourage you guys with this show. Let's uh, make a community with this. Subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Like, leave a comment. If you're watching this on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. Share it with your friends on Facebook and on, on Instagram and whatnot. Let them know what, what God is doing in this time. And uh, if, if you have any questions, sh shoot me an email or anything like that. But I want, I want to create this community with us, guys. So anyways, until next episode, God bless.